Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 242, for Thursday, January 1st, 2015. This is the BGG Top Ten Edition, a quarterly look at the top ten ranked games on Board Game Geek, as voted on and rated by the users of Board Game Geek. The very first episode of Board Game Top Tens, dated January 1st, 2007, was also the BGG Top 10, so we have data going back a full eight years for the movement of games within the Top 10. Therefore, at the beginning of every year, what I like to do is look back over the last year and, and see how each game has performed. No new entries this quarter, although there is one new entry for the year in the Top 10. At number 10 for the second quarter in a row is Power Grid by Freedom and Freeze, published by Rio Grande Games, with a rating of 7.94. That is down one point from last quarter. It is down three for the year. That makes it the third consecutive year that Power Grid has lost three points, which is actually moderated a bit from where it was four or five years ago. Here is a quick run-through of how Power Grid has performed since the beginning of this list in January of 2007, Power Grid being one of only three games that has been on the list in the top ten since that time. In January of 2007, its rating was 8.16. Over the next year, it lost one point. The following year, it gained two, then lost five, lost five, lost four, then three, down three, and then down three into this year. It seems possible that Power Grid might fall out of the top ten. It could fall victim to the number 11 game, the Castles of Burgundy, which is not far behind, but gaining very slowly. Or it could fall to something brand new, like maybe Imperial Assault makes it a run all the way into the top ten, though Descent never has. At number 9 for the second quarter in a row is Mage Knight Board Game by Vlada Kvadl, published by WizKids with a rating of 7.95. That is flat for the quarter. In fact, if you look into the precise rating uh, now on Board Game Geek, when you look at the browsing, the game ratings, look at the top 10, top 100 uh, listing there, you're going to see three significant digits after the decimal point, a more precise rating uh, from the Board Game Geek algorithm. That's not how it used to be. Back when the list started, it was only two, and so I've continued to give the rating in that two-digit version. But even in the three-digit version, where Mage Knight has a rating of 7.951, even that is flat over the last quarter, which is pretty good, because as we're going to see, most of the games in the top ten have lost ground, and it's an unusual one, that isn't new and stays steady. For example, at number eight, Eclipse, there for the second quarter, by Tuko Takokalio, published by Asmodee, is at 7.96. That is down a point, or 12 points in the precise rating, as last quarter it was 7.974, now it is 7.962. It has lost seven points over the last year, and it lost seven points the year before that. Pretty healthy declines, 
uh, falling from a, a peak at 8.10, and then uh, at that time it was number 5, and it has fallen back significantly since then. In fact, another quarter like this and Mage Knight might catch it. After two quarters at number 6, sliding back a spot to number 7 is Android Netrunner by Richard Garfield and Lucas Litzinger, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 8.04. That is two points worse than last quarter, and it is down six points on the year. It is actually the biggest drop for a game within the top 10, down 22 points of precise rating, but Note, there is still a comfortable gap between number 7 and number 8. Uh, the distances between 8 and 10, it was 796, 795, 794, so two points. Between Netrunner and Eclipse, 804 to 796, eight points. Eight points on this list is enormous. And in fact, is why I think part of the reason they went to the more precise rating, because then it looks like 80 points and then it looks as enormous as it actually is. However, Netrunner has been in a bit of a free fall, similar to Eclipse, since it too peaked with a rating of 8.10. That was uh, about a year ago, back in October of 2013, when it hit number 4 and almost got to number 2. Hasn't fallen down quite as quickly as Eclipse. And what I wonder is whether its descent is going to slow now that there aren't games trying to pass it. Uh, you know, it had passed big ones like Puerto Rico, uh, and then Puerto Rico caught it up. And the one that has caught up to it is a, the new entry for the year. And now that all of that new stuff is passed, is it going to slow down and have the same sort of decline that we'll see from the long-time games? Uh, well, we won't find that out until April. The new entry for the year, this is actually the third time it is on the list, up one spot to number six, is Caverna, the Cave Farmers, by Uva Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 8.05. That is a three-point gain on the quarter, and I don't have the data here for last year, a 31-point gain in the precise rating. And it's as predicted if you listened to the episode 220 from the 1st of October, you see I said it would probably be number 6 by this point, and here it is, with a 13-point precise rating gap between itself and Netrunner, which is significant. In fact, as we will see, I would say that positions 3 through 5 are possible for Agricola 2.0 come April 1st. Its performance over the last three quarters, it has... Uh, gained 10 points, then gained 6, and now has gained 3. Now, that is similar in a lot of ways to other games that we have seen make increase increases and advances in the top 10. Terra Mystica, for example, was plus 9, plus 6, plus 3. And uh, Netrunner was actually plus 15, plus 6, plus 3. And if you go all the way back to uh, Eclipse, it was plus 4, plus 7, plus 2. Uh, you can already see there's a different curve there in Eclipse's uh, trajectory. But is Caverna going to follow the path of Terra Mystica? Or is it going to follow the path of Netrunner? 
Uh, well, to me, that's kind of an easy question. I think it obviously follows the path Terra Mystica has carved. It only remains to be seen whether it has enough popularity to reach as high as Terra Mystica, uh, which, as you know, we haven't gotten to quite yet. At number five for the second quarter in a row is Puerto Rico by Andreas Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games at 8.06, down one point for the quarter. Uh, this is one of the three games, the second of the three games that has been on the list every time. Puerto Rico was number one to begin with. In fact, it was number one for about seven years, going all the way back to 2002. I hit the number one a couple different times within the recording of this podcast. Uh, here is how Puerto Rico has performed over the eight years of this list. It started at 8.44, a very lofty rating, the likes of which we won't see again with the current uh, BGG algorithm. It then dropped 11 points, down 6, down 5, down 3, down 2, down 2, and then the turmoil of the last couple of years accelerated its decline. It went down 4, and now over the last year, down five. Is it because uh, Puerto Rico is doing so much worse? Uh, now, I've mentioned it before in the podcast that there are uh, just a lot more volatility in the list. I don't know why that is. I don't know whether there is a tweak to the algorithm. I don't know whether it's just because, uh, you know, the games that are coming out the last couple years are just big, big time games, and that's why they're here. After all, half of the top 10 as has only been in here for three years, been released in the last three years. So that's remarkable because that really wasn't true going back in the history of the list. Uh, we'll see if it continues going forward. Again, Puerto Rico down a point on the quarter. Same is true of our number four game there for the second quarter in a row, Agricola by Uva Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 807. Uh, it launched into the top 10 back in 2008, uh, reached a peak of 833 when it was number one for a while, a couple years, and then its decline has gone like this, down 11, down 3, down 2, down 1, down 4, down 5. In fact, it has really closely paralleled Puerto Rico, generally just a little bit above it, and that's true right now too. Agricola uh, has one point better than Puerto Rico. But if you look at the precise rating, you see the difference is only six points. That is a change from last time when it was seven points, and the time before that when it was eight points, and the time before that it was 14, and before that it was 17. I think we can see the trend here. Puerto Rico is ever so slowly catching back up to Agricola. That point differential now of six is smaller again. After spending four quarters, one entire year at number two, sliding back a spot to number three is Through the Ages, a story of civilization by Vlada Kvadl, published by Eagle Games, with a rating of 808, down one point for the quarter. Through the Ages debuted the quarter after Agricola debuted, and it has been on a, a different sort of trajectory from a lot of these games where they reached a quick peak and then slowly fade away. It took a long time to reach its peak. And it entered uh, six years ago. Its rating was 791. It gained 19 points, went to 810, and then gained five more, and then another one, and then was stable for a year, 
and now has slid back three and then back five for this year. The gap between itself and Agricola is 10 points of precise rating. Its precise rating is 8.080. Agricola is 8.070. That is an increase of three. Last time around, they were separated by seven points. The time before that, it was only nine points. So they've been very close, but a little bit more of a gap here for Through the Ages. Perhaps the biggest news, though, is our new number two. As it continues its inexorable climb upward, Terra Mystica by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.10, a gain of 1 point for the quarter and 7 points on the year. It has accomplished what the last two fast risers couldn't, Eclipse and Netrunner, and neither one could get themselves all the way to number two. Terra Mystica has done it. Its performance in by position over the six times it has been on the list is it debuted at number eight, then went to seven, six, five, three, two. And here it is at number two uh, with a rating of 810. Now that's interesting because I just mentioned a little bit ago that both Netrunner and Eclipse peaked with ratings of 810. Does that mean that Terra Mystica has peaked? Again, I don't think so. Terra Mystica is a different type of game, a, has a broader base of appeal than the sci-fi combat of Eclipse and the two-player CCG style of Netrunner. I do believe Terra Mystica will continue to climb, put more distance between itself and through the ages. Uh, it was trailed through the ages by only two points of precise rating last time. Now it has a 20-point lead. Again, 20 points is huge. Uh, so we'll, I think it will continue to gain, although I cannot believe it will ever hit number one. I can't honestly believe any other game will ever hit number one. I suppose it will happen at some point. It's not going to happen anytime soon because our number one, there for the 17th quarter in a row is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with a rating of 8.22. That is steady, flat for the quarter. And in fact, even if you look at the precise rating, it has had a little two-point bump. Twilight Struggle is the third of the three games that uh, have been on the list for the entire time I've been doing it. It was number 10 on the very first list with a rating of 791. It gained 22 points of rating over that first year, then gained 3, lost 6, gained 9 when the Deluxe Edition came out four years ago, gained 2, then gained 3, now then slid back 2 points last year, but has been flat this year. So 822. It's, it's difficult to convey what an enormous gap that is between number 1 and number 2. Uh, but let's see if, if I can take a stab at it here. I mentioned already the gap between Netrunner and Eclipse is 8 points. And here we're talking about the regular old 2-digit, and hopefully that's not too confusing for people. <laughs> Probably is, I'm sorry. If it's confusing for you, let me know, and I'll try to clean it up next time. Uh, in the 2 digits after the decimal place, old BGG rating, Netrunner is 804, Eclipse is 796, that is a gap of eight points. It's huge because if you look at 
go from Netrunner to Caverna, to Puerto Rico, to Agricola, to through the ages, even to Terra Mystica, spanning number two through number seven, the gap is only six points between those six games. Uh, Terra Mystica, 810, through the ages, 808, Agricola, 807, Puerto Rico, 806, Caverna, 805, Netrunner, 804. One point of BGG rating is significant, especially in the top 10, where you have these games that have thousands of ratings and there's just not much movement. One point is noteworthy. That one point lead that Agricola has over Puerto Rico, it has maintained for months, for years. The gap between Twilight Struggle at number one and Terra Mystica at number two is not one point. It is 12. 12 points. That's almost as big as the gap from Terra Mystica to Eclipse. It's, it's insurmountable. It's almost ridiculous. I can't see it going away anytime soon. I don't know how it would. In fact, if anything, Twilight Struggle's popularity is on the rise. It's appeared on the hotness. It's appeared on the BGG page views edition for the first time here in the last month. It has a digital version coming out that could only serve to increase its popularity. Uh, Or maybe it'll increase its attention and its popularity will drop a little bit. Who knows? Still the number one for a long time coming. That's why the interesting part of the list is really there starting at number two, uh, where Terra Mystica achieving number two, that's really something. For Thursday, January 1st, 2015.